Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bathhouse Bunch podcast. I am on here with Barb and Rhett, I believe. Are you guys there? I'm here. I am. Rhett? Oh, everybody's here. Yeah. Got it. Nice. <laughs> it's like game time already. Look, like I just talked to you motherfuckers last night. I know I'm I'm already I'm already sick of this entire experiment. Oh no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh tell joke, tell joke. How are you kids doing? We're good. Fantastic. Okay. All right. So, uh I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. <laughs> same bad channel, same bad channel. <laughs> good show, good show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there is a good there is good news on the uh, the top story on CNN is that Trump is hosting another big social event during the pandemic. So we okay. hope like a lot of Trump supporters get coronavirus. Really? <laughs> Are you starting off with that? <laughs> I mean. Uh-huh. Seriously, if you know, we're all we're all living next to each other. So if a bunch of Trump supporters get coronavirus, you know, they're bound to just spread it. You know, they hang. You know, it, it'll be spread through gas stations, uh, Chick Fil A's across the nation, and some of my family. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, well, uh, that is, I guess, uh, you know, I, wh- where's he uh, hosting this thing? Me? No, um, Trump. <laughs> uh, I know you have delusions of grandeur, but room. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, at Mount, it's at Mount Rushmore where fireworks are being set off and wildfires are also a concern. Well, nice. I'll tell you, wild, wildfires have been a concern with the 4th of July, you know, since uh, essentially, like, what, the last decade? You know, it, I, I, walked outside, I, I walked outside today after, out of, in air conditioning, out of uh, just taking a shower and drying off, and within 10 seconds, my balls were sweating. It's so fucking hot in this fucking country right now. That uh, yeah, it's stupid. It's a stupid idea to set off any fireworks if you think about it. Uh, maybe we could just like uh, all stand around and just go boom together in unison. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you know walk up behind our dogs and scream in their ear. It's because, but you know. Uh, I guess Mount Rushmore, at least, it's an outdoor space, right? Yeah. I've been there when I was yeah. 10. Pretty cool oh. spot. Show off. Well, <laughs> apparently, apparently now Mount Rushmore just symbolizes uh, oppression in America. Right. Yeah. Two of the uh, of the four presidents uh, owned slaves. Right. Two of four presidents. We've had way more than four presidents. Two of the four presidents on on Mount Rushmore owned slaves. Oh, gotcha. 
So it, it so uh, you know apparently now it's just a uh, a scion of um, oppression. You know, according to CNN and other, you know, media outlets. So, you know, I don't know what to say about that. Um, what do you think? Uh, I think it's crazy that people are, like, congregating in space, like, that close together. I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like people think, like, oh, okay, well, we're fucking done with this whole isolation thing, let's get back to work and it's going to like start another round of it. Yeah. And also there's the fact that it's crazy if you think about it, that anyone would ever find themselves in South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? How in the, how in the world do you ever find yourself in South Dakota? James, I understand when you were a kid, it was probably like in one of those camper vans or something. Like whatever. <laughs> you were going to, you were going to, the, you, were, uh, you were stopping on the way to the circus or whatever the fuck you guys did. James, by the way, was a poor, <laughs> poor, poor young boy from Indiana. But <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, not so much of a news event. I think the event's going to be when the RNC comes to Jacksonville and tries to host this thing. Meanwhile, we've got, we had like last week, there was one day where we had like 10,000 coronavirus cases. And they're, they're refusing to like shut down the city again. And I think basically it's because the RNC is going to come here. But what the fuck? You want to talk about a hotbed? At least the Mount Rushmore is outside. Right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, are you safe working <laughs> where you are? <laughs> Am I safe? I don't, I don't, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not safe with scissors. I'm not safe with... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I roll out of bed occasionally, hit my head on the floor. <laughs> but... Uh, <clears throat> But you, did not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is going to be a potential. I would imagine it's going to be indoors, the rally, right? So, it, so. From, from what I understand about coronavirus, is it's in, again, we should get off coronavirus because it's a very boring topic. It's been done to death. But from what I understand about it is that you, it's really hard to get outside, right? Um, or not? I, I I think it's more about proximity to people, maybe. Well, definitely proximity to people. Well, for for instance, I I had read that Los Angeles was in a phased reopening, and now they've closed the insides of restaurants, but you can still eat outside. And I think it's because yeah, that's they how think, New York is. Yeah, yeah, they think that if you're outside, it's you're less likely to get it. So you know. I thought Florida was worse. So that to me, I, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Florida, we're definitely spiking. California is spiking. I don't. Uh, how are you guys up in New York? Well, that's, I'm looking at a, a map of the cases, and the Northeast is by far the worst. Yeah. Well, always and we've got some new cases, even right in upstate New York, with the restaurants opening. A few yeah. different restaurants just this week had a few outbreaks of coronavirus. Sure, and then what happens then is then the restaurant has to close. It's like it, it's literally 
for the next six months, this is just going to be like a big game of whack-a-mole because yeah. <laughs> uh, when you open a, you open a place, uh, people are going to be, you know, uh, ordering, talking to each other, blah, blah, blah. Someone is def- definitely, and every restaurant that reopens is going to get coronavirus. Therefore, that restaurant has to close for potentially two weeks, you know, and it's just like, it's just going to go around in circles and circles until we either say, you know what, uh, we all have to get coronavirus or, or we just need to shut down again indefinitely. And I don't, right. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like uh, Congress is that jazzed with the idea of doing a second major stimulus bill, right? So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know how long the country can carry all of us. Um, it, it seems well, like... I think uh, the answer to that question is probably indefinitely because we're an ex- extremely wealthy country. The question is, um, how long are they just willing to because of... Willing you know, to, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I'm not sure. Yeah. James, what are you thinking? Oh, he gone. Oh, <laughs> James, James never forgot. Mind. James forgot James he was doing a show. Uh, <laughs> once again, he he, he's forgotten. Right now. Once again, oh, he's that? forgotten that he's doing a show. Yeah, I think he just got coronavirus. <laughs> oh my gosh, we lost James. It was we lost uh, James. yeah. It was only a matter of time, like, really. What was his birthday? I've been coughing all over the place. 1974. Until uh, July 3rd. He died right before Independence Day. His soul is released so into, the, into the ether. Yeah. I, we should put him actually uh, in a firework and set him off in, uh, towards Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I think that's where he would. <laughs> the question want is which, which slave owning president are we going to aim him at? <laughs> are we going to aim his corpse at? Will it be uh, George Washington well, yeah, or Thomas Jefferson? Sounds like we have a choice to make here. <laughs> we should do what he would want. It's like, it's like, well, it's like Sophie's choice, you know. Who, <laughs> really who, who, who are we going to aim his dead corpse at after we tie him to a giant uh, firework? Oh, he's back. I'm back. Here he is. Yeah. Well, so what, what, he what survived. <laughs> I, I mean, what were you doing? Because I. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go do some subtle woodwork uh, for five minutes. I'll be back. Is that uh, a euphemism? <laughs> if you must know, I was building a what are those cars called that you build in uh, Boy Scouts? Without you get like a block uh, of wood and like wheels and like an axle, and you gotta, like drill the hole and shape the car. Oh, pine block oh, derby. Yeah, and that, they used to have like this is this is very 1970s, right? And then they used to have the races. Yeah, like it was like right? a ramp or something. Yeah, I was in that one. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I built like the car, and I lost. I think because mm-hmm. I think but I like drilled like two holes in the back of the car and put like fishing weights in there. I was like, my car's gonna be so heavy and fast. Yes, and I remember you told me that story when you were seven. That was when you had your first drunk driving incident, killing someone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that poor old lady never saw it coming. <laughs> also, I should point out, if there is anyone out there listening that would like to call in and be a part of this, you can call in. Our number is 516-590-1111. 516-590-1111. 
0359. James may or may not be here. Oh, my God, the phones are lighting up. (laughs) 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 Who wouldn't want to be a part of this? I mean, this has been, we've been, uh, we've just been on, do you want to talk about fireworks? Fuck you, Independence Day. This has just been fireworks from, from beginning to end. I, that moment where James was gone for five minutes and we did, had no idea where he was. <laughs> it was no, probably my favorite part. Scary so. for you guys. <laughs> it was. Uh, all right. Issue two. Issue two. <laughs> well, um, speaking, uh, speaking of issues, um, mm. What do you think about legalizing all drugs? Like, just every single one of them. Just let them rip. I mean, well, you know my stand that's... on this. My stand on this is everything should be legal. Like, I mean, I think that to make something illegal for a person to use inside their own body. It's just like an overstep of the government. Like, and I'm not like one of these crazy, like, oh, the government shouldn't be involved in our life. Look, I like fucking Social Security. I like the health care. I mean, it could be better, obviously. But as far as, like, putting people in prison for having, like, marijuana in their possession or, I mean, even really cocaine or whatever they want to do, like, it's just like, we we spend so much money keeping these people locked up in tiny cells when they haven't hurt anyone or their property. And it blows my fucking mind that everyone is so okay with it. Well, I, I, you know, like, uh, I have always had a, uh, to me, I've always advocated for the legalization of drugs for me, but then you look at the rest of the fucking world and they're full of idiots. You know, it's just full of fucking imbeciles. So, but like, I do understand what you're saying. And really, when you're talking about the legalization of drugs, you do, you're right, James, you have to talk about, and Barb, you need to talk about complete fucking legalization. Otherwise, what's the point? Because if you legalize uh, uh, 70% of the drugs, then you're just going to have a stronger, harder, and more vicious black market for the other 30%. So right. um, we're, ma- we're making, I think, headway with marijuana. And uh, I read something interesting the other day that actually people now that in places where marijuana is legal, people are smoking it less. True. Yeah, actually, so, um, in, yeah, I in other countries, I was reading in, in Portugal, they – decriminalize all drug consumption and um, they are also using less drugs there. I mean, there's still problems because they had a huge, I guess, uh, heroin and opiate problem. But um, it seems like the drug usage is going down, but experimenting Uh is going up. And I was wondering what you guys were were thinking about that. Like, do you feel like you would experiment more if you knew that there was no repercussion? <laughs> I'm not sure mm, that well, we could have I experimented mean... anymore. <laughs> that <we did. laughs> That's what I'm saying. My life has been an entire experiment. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, one of my thoughts is that we should legalize all drugs except for baby aspirin. Um, because that, that could be a potential gateway. We need to keep our children safe. The baby? Yeah. So the baby should not be allowed anything. Because, you know, you got to worry about the gateway. I mean, they're stupid little creatures. Their brains are unformed. You give them an aspirin, and the next thing you know, they're off to the races. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a thought. I don't know. I'm not set on it. But, yeah, I mean, like, but here's the thing. Everyone, whenever people talk about, whenever I hear people talk about drug legalization, um, they go, uh, uh, we need complete drug legalization. And then someone goes, well, what about like uh, morphine? And then they go, well, except for that. Well, that's not complete drug legalization. So, uh, the re- you know, like if you look at uh, the history of our country, um, there, there was a reason why so- certain things were made illegal. It's because we were going through an absolute epidemic, you know, so right. uh, in the 1880s, we like it was something like 30% of America was hooked on morphine. That's a lot of fucking people, you know. So I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that. I think that what decriminalization, and I know that seems like a, a pussy pussy footing around the issue because you're not you're not quite making it legal. And maybe that's right. wrong, too. I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is we do have um, we have drugs that can help uh, people um, get off of opiates, but we really don't have for people that are uh, seem to be addicted to stimulants, right? There isn't that, that you know, with op- opiates you have Suboxone or other drugs like that. With uh, someone who gets addicted to crystal meth, there doesn't seem that to be that cure-all that's going to get you off it, you know? Right. So, so I don't know. And it's what a, gets you off for Suboxone, though? Like, I think, I think you kind of trade one drug for another. Well, I think meth. Well, Suboxone is a, it's a major step forward from methadone, which was literally trading one drug for another. Yeah, um, and it was just le- it was just legalizing heroin in a sense, you know, but I think uh, right. there's there's an opiate blocker property to Suboxone, where I mean it's not like you aren't feeling high, but at least at least you can you can when you Manage. take it you can't get higher off of heroin. You know what I'm saying? It'll block that right. receptor. And so the idea is that then you can take a little less each day. I mean, and that's the whole idea of winning yourself off anything, whether it be alcohol, cigarettes, you know, heroin. Right. Um, so maybe the idea is, uh, I don't know. I, I guess when you're talking about the strongest drugs like heroin, uh, there have been cities, I think Seattle's one of them, that has tried to um, – has tried uh, – the plan of actually having doctors injecting people to make sure that they're getting, you know, clean stuff and they're not overdosing. 
Yeah, actually, I, mean, I was I was reading about that as well. It seems like that is very helpful to have like consumption sites where people are at least safe. Yeah, and then it's like you know, well, you're rewarding people for bad behavior. I understand. I understand all aspects of this thing. You know, it just seems to me like. Uh, no matter what, if we legalized drugs completely, there would be a rocky road ahead. And then it would plateau. Right. You know? So maybe it's even, you know, maybe that's similar to the coronavirus, you know? You just got to go out there and let the the people uh, ride. go through yeah. <laughs> go, go through their pain and then it'll plateau. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, w- I would imagine that... Um, <clears throat> If all drugs were legal, certain drugs would be eventually frowned upon just because people would be around each other and see how it affects people, you know, and that that would be kind of enough. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, alcohol is probably, I think, one of the worst drugs, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. It seems like one of the more dangerous ones. What's that, James? I agree. I think that alcohol is definitely more dangerous than weed, at least. Right. I mean, even in driving instances, like, I, I think they're both unsafe, but I, I think I'd rather face a a high uh, driver than a, a drunk driver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have to beep at him and be like, would you fucking hurry up? <laughs> Just go. Or are you more like a Yes. The you know, the worst thing you have to deal with with a fucking high driver is you got to wait an extra fucking five minutes for your pizza because he's driving around the block having no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. Like the whole drug thing is. Uh, is it the drug legalization uh I think is probably in the long run the only answer. Uh <clears throat> because I mean, this is not a new problem. This has been going on for fucking no. ages. We fucking didn't we like didn't it wasn't us, but like what was that fucking drug war with China like from the eighteen fifties? You remember high school back in the day? <laughs> wasn't there like the oh. you know, like English opium wars or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drug war with China and when? 1800s. The, the 1850s or whatever. It was called like the English Opium Wars. But uh, Oh, yeah. The first Opium War began in 1839 and was fought over trade, financial repra- repra- reparations, and diplomatic status. Uh, yes. And I ooh. think probably opium, right? Yeah, it sold this Indian opium to private traders who transported it to China and sold it to Chinese smugglers. I must have missed this in history class. Well, I don't know. It it seemed to be like uh, at the forefront of, for whatever reason, my class. Oh, that's great. Oh, shit. (laughs) What? What do you want from me, man? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's all right. So we're just coming off here to sell you drugs. 
Uh, yes, <laughs> but this is this is a uh, uh, this is a glimpse into the lifestyle in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. All you have to do is talk about it, and somebody appears in Florida. Well, yes, exactly. It's like um, <laughs> leprechauns. I always found, you know, it's I'm under the bridge oftentimes, and I, I state something three times and click my heels, and the next thing I know, I can buy some crack. <laughs> so, like, but yeah, if, I, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just wondering, so if you had the opportunity to do any drug at all, uh-huh. um, regard, I, I guess, what would you try if it wasn't legal, if it was legal, and what would you try if you knew it wouldn't hurt you? Like, what are the drugs that are enticing to you? Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't think there is a drug that I know of that I haven't tried. You've tried them all. So I'm, so I'm what's trying the best to think. The best? I, I'm trying to think of. Oh, you know what I, I had never tried is that original absinthe that drove all the artists crazy in the, the like the 18th century. Or you know what I, I mean? I haven't tried that. See, I'm always because curious they, about that one too. Do you know anybody who has? Yes. We just need to find some more. Well, what did I they guess think? That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. And also, the other thing that I would try is, that I haven't tried, is that uh, apparently there's those frogs in certain countries that you can lick their back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Psychedelic frogs? I know James would yeah. love that. <laughs> well, that would be his. It would be, it would be, I don't know. It would be a nightmare ending maybe in a, a dream. I don't know. But, I mean, maybe that's the therapy for it, though. Maybe it would give you a positive experience with frogs, and you can change your whole life. Wouldn't that be great if, like, gay conversion therapy, they just put a drug on, like, a woman's pussy, and they said, all right, yeah. you just lick the pussy, just lick the pussy. And then the, the guy, the, you know, the little fat, the little fag is like, holy shit. <laughs> I never knew looking at pussy could make me feel this way. So I think we're on something. I, I, I don't know if we are. <laughs> well, I'm something. <laughs> but yeah, so I, so I haven't, so I haven't licked the frog. I would do that. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, James, have you yeah. heard of that drug? It's called ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't Robin tried that. Have you? Did it. Yeah, Robin. Did she? Did it. Yeah. yeah. And what was her experience with it? A lot of throwing up. Okay. But well, I, I mean, that, can, think that happens with, like, say, mushrooms, too. If you've got good mushrooms, you might throw up. Right. Met, um, do you remember, her, James, yeah. what she said uh, other than all the throwing up? Because um, I think she I, liked her experience. Yeah, I think ultimately she really liked it. I think she felt it, like, changed her. So, um, well, Did you of, do it? Would I do it? Yeah. I mean, if I got it from a trusted source, then there was somebody there to, like, guide me through it. 
Yeah, well, I think you need a shaman or something. Yeah, but I have a feeling that if I was if I was taking ayahuasca and I had a shaman, like 20 minutes in, I'd be looking and I'd be like, oh, this fucking shaman, he's fucking driving me up a wall. Like he would he would be part <laughs> of the problem. I'd be like, God damn it, who is this fucking foreign person fucking yelling at me? Don't touch me. My heart's in my mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Take a fucking bath. I, uh, well, and I don't, I don't know if shamans are naturally dirty. I just always assumed they would be in my fantasies. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, didn't really, I thought you were just giving an activity to get them away from you. I didn't realize you thought they were dirty. <laughs> I'm just assuming the no, shaman is you know, dusty or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking about like the Doris movie or something. You know, shaman just like dust just flying around the fucking shaman. I don't know. Well, I think there's uh, usually like heat involved with um like vision quests and things. So maybe that's what you're associating with. Lots of sweat. Yes, yes, exactly. He's gonna be very sweaty. And it's sweaty, be dust. yeah. Sweaty yeah. and pukey. It doesn't sound good to me. I gotta tell you. <laughs> no, <it's like laughs> Well, I don't know, uh, but apparently the the ayahuasca is uh, such a powerful um, uh, psychedelic that it resets people's brains and can cure things like overnight, like uh, heroin and smoking addictions is what they say. Wow. I don't know if it's true. How about <laughs> overeating? What? I, I don't know. Um, Although maybe all the puking would help. <laughs> exactly. What you would do is you would just be on a steady diet of ayahuasca for six months. <laughs> you, you would be absolutely insane, but you'd also be real thin. All right, I'm trying it. <laughs> I mean, puking and sweating, sweating and puking. <laughs> okay. Uh, Barb, we're signing you up for the iOS, okay. ayahuasca uh, weight loss <laughs> program. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's about it. I think I've even, um, uh, geez, uh, angel dust. Which is just basically, from what I understand, a form of ketamine, right? So I've tried that. Um, oh, you have? Because that one seems really scary to me. Well, because well, remember when we were growing up, it was the PSA. If you took angel dust, you were going to uh, fight the police and then be shot 18 times and walk <laughs> away and fight them more and then be shot 35 more times. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the like, D.A.R.E. program <laughs> really worked on me. I believed all of that. I'm like, forget it. I, was, I remember <laughs> thinking, what the fuck is this angel dust? It makes people superhuman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Got to see what my superpowers are. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I'd be able to fucking fly off a goddamn building, and I would leap a, sing, uh, a building in a single bound. <laughs> faster than a speeding bullet. What Angel do you think hit? the worst one was uh, that you tried? That they were telling us at the time. Oh, the, the worst. Oh, jeez. That you that um, you experienced. Um, I just, hmm. 
I can't really, I mean, I have had a lot of like bad drug experiences, but I never pinned it down to an actual drug. I pinned it down to a bad version of someone telling me that this was the drug I was taking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Like I remember one time a friend of ours who will uh, uh, go unlast named John boiled up this thing <laughs> that he said it was DMT. And uh, so we took it and uh, I, I'm, we were sitting there on his bed and I became basically <laughs> paralyzed for two hours. And, we, and oh he was too. Oh, my God. And we're watching Entertainment Tonight. And I remember we both looked over each other paralyzed. And I was like, I understand what this is about. And he goes, yes. And we both start crying. <laughs> so that's not a great trip. Oh. Well, I mean, by any stretch of the imagination. But we did finally understand what fucking John Tesh and fucking Mary Hart were about. <laughs> For a brief moment in time. <laughs> What are they about? <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> it was, it was really like somehow they, they were in, somehow involved with the porthole into like uh, insanity and state, Satanism, I think. But at the time, it made perfect sense. Hey, did you do this? We like, looked, anyone, I, anyone I know, like on a first name basis? Oh, I said he should go on un, last named, but it was John. Oh, yeah, John, John. Oh, you did it with him? Yeah. Like yeah, he cooked it up. He remember he fancied himself a bit of a chemist while well, he was a oh terrible chemist. Oh my god! He brought some straight up poison. <laughs> well, I don't even know. He was like, uh, I can make DMT or at least an approximation of it by boiling all these different <laughs> oh, chemicals. Oh. And yeah, right. you know, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was something. I don't know if it was, you know, DMT. And then later when I was taking DMT, like in Colorado, they were like, you know, this is a, this is an experience that, you know, that comes from an actual, I don't know, root of something. And I took it and it was a completely different experience. So uh, I don't know, he was trying to cook up synthetic DMT or what the fuck was going on with that. But uh, it was an awful, awful experience. Um, and one of many with, with uh, John, whose last name can't be named. But uh, John the Kennedy. <laughs> John F. Kennedy Jr. God damn it! Oh, no, you pulled I'm it out sorry. of me. His last name rhymes with Jamal. Shortly afterwards, uh, he went up uh, in the plane <laughs> with his uh, blonde bimbo. <laughs> So, James, you didn't answer this question. What question? <laughs> what oh, what drugs would you do? He doesn't have to answer the question. We already know. We do? It's just the, yeah, it's the complete amalgamation of everything he's taken has allowed him to not even fucking follow a thread of a, of a fucking podcast. <laughs> no, I, don't, I know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Fuck you. No, I, okay, I no. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I, are you asking what drugs I've taken in my life? No, we're asking, asking what drugs drug... you haven't. <laughs> so she's and, trying and to do process of elimination. <laughs> well, there aren't many that I haven't, but uh, 
No, that you'd like to. Like, what's alluring to you? Uh, heroin. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just like the way it makes me feel. Like, if it was, like, So you've taken it? Well, I have snorted it, yes. Oh, you have? Yes. And what is the difference between, is, like, snorting less um, of a high? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. No. Snorting is not less of a high than mainlining it. Maybe it's slower. I've done um, all three methods, right? And oh, wait, what's depends. the third? I don't think they know the third. Smoking. You smoke it, you snort it, you shoot it. Oh, But okay. if you're doing – now, in my entire history, I was living in a part of the country where I wasn't getting the white china. I was getting the black tar. So you're really – basically, your only options were smoking or shooting. I preferred smoking. But here's the thing. It is a more intense high if you shoot it, but it is a more preferable high if you smoke it, but you have to smoke a higher quantity of it. Right. I never What's preferable about it? Oh, sorry, Jane. Sorry. Oh, you could, you could control how you felt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Whereas gotcha. if you were yeah. shooting it, sometimes you couldn't necessarily control... Uh, you, it would be more of a thing where, say, if you're shooting it, um, you know that you're going to be in front of the television watching, uh, in my case, um, <laughs> Montana. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. But if you were, Did you if say you were, Hannah Montana? Uh, <laughs> yes. And I had the, this weird thing. This is my heroin experience, okay? We'll get it out of the way. Okay. <clears throat> when I was taking heroin... I I liked to watch, and I swear to God, uh, I'm not a pedophile, but I like to watch oh. like things like the the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, and I would watch <laughs> the kids' uh, sitcoms because they were so bereft of humor like, and so mindless that I would just sit there in a stupor and be like, "What the fuck is this?" But then I would kind of be like. But I do like Miley Cyrus. And then I would be like, my God, what the fuck is this? But I do like the twins, Zach and Cody. <laughs> so, like, I mean, this, is just what it, this is just what was going on when I was, like, whacked out on heroin, you know. But, so is the it whole the thing innocence is, of it, do you think? No, it was the stupidity no. of it. I would, oh, I would okay. watch it, and I, and I would be like, this is – okay – and this goes back to when I was a kid. I have a, a love for children's programming that stems from my, my kind of love of absurdism. Because the mm-hmm. thing that you're watching is supposed to be a comedy, right? And yet mm-hmm. nothing about it is funny. And so you watch the show and the audience is laughing and you're watching these people performing in ways that they think they should be performing in order to elicit a laugh, but the laugh is not real. And I don't know, there was something about heroin that made me want to watch the Brady Bunch. You know, it made me want to watch Hannah Montana. 
if, if I could if I could fucking find um, the Partridge Family, I was there because these are all shows that are absolutely bereft of humor and yet have a laugh track. And there was some reason I was just, I don't know I was just drawn to that. But <clears throat> um, if I was smoking heroin, I could just go okay. Well, I've got this little bit. I'm going to smoke it and then I'm going to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Really? Okay. And I could, I, yes, and I could control it, and I would just be in a good mood at work. So, so how did you get yourself out of doing it? Uh, that's a long story. Okay. All right. <laughs> for, for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Involved a small stint in prison. <laughs> you don't need to talk about that. No, it really didn't. Uh, luckily, I've never, I never went to prison. James, <laughs> you? <laughs> I've never been to prison. I've been to jail a few times. Mm-hmm. Twice. Neither one of them were my fault. Of course not. All right. I think Bob, I told you these stories, correct? Yes. So the first time I was arrested was when I was at school up in New York. I was going to SUNY Purchase. And I was flying back home to uh, see my family for, like, Christmas break or something. And we're, like, flying, and the, the flight is from New York, like, upstate New York, to uh, Cleveland, from Cleveland to Indianapolis. Well, that's, bad. Cleveland, that's bad news already. Right, I know. So <laughs> Did you get arrested in Cleveland? Yes. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought you knew the story, but maybe you don't. So uh, no, I don't know. I, it. I don't know it. So I uh, we landed in Cleveland. We took off. We were going to Indiana, which is like a half hour, forty five minute ride. We're in the plane like twenty five minutes, maybe. All of a sudden, like, all the oxygen in the whole cabin, like, gets sucked out immediately. Like, the oxygen mats drop down from the ceiling. The, like, plane starts nosediving. I'm like, oh, my God. And this is is going into Cleveland, or is, right? No, this is leaving Cleveland, going to Indianapolis. Oh, my God. So, on on the ascent. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the scariest time, because that's when all the fucking planes crash. Right, we had only been flying for like a half an hour, and mm. we'd already reached like maximum level, I thought. But the like, so then the, like this thing drops, and the plane goes into this nosedive. Like the fucking pressure is sucked out of the cabin, and yeah. the, pl- pat, the captain comes on, and he's like, uh, "We have some bad news." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" He's like, "We're having problems with the uh, air cabin pressure thing, and uh, we're gonna turn around and go back to Cleveland." I was like, are you fucking shitting me? I was like, we got to be almost in Indianapolis. Can't we just go there? And uh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. turn around. So, like, the, whatever, the, like, however long the flight had been there, now, because we have no pressure in it, air cabin, we have to fly below 10,000 feet and fly really fucking slowly. So, like, I don't know if you've ever flown slowly in a jet airplane. It doesn't really feel right. <laughs> like, it's, like, slow. It's, like, speeding up. Slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. Like, oh my fucking god! So like, what had been like a half hour flight took us like an hour and a half to get back. Meantime, my whole thing, my whole the whole time, I'm thinking we're gonna crash. They're just not telling us because they don't want us to freak out. 
Like, so we're all gonna fucking die now. So, like, I was like, so, like, oh, fuck. And um, we get off the uh, plane or whatever, and there's, like, the agents there. And they get. Well, I mean, I I imagine, like, you know, the terror of death was only superseded by the terror of having to go back to Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah. So we get off the plane and they're like, somebody meets us there and they give us like a $200 like voucher to fly the airline some other time or something. And they're like, we're going to get another plane going. It'll be ready in a couple hours, whatever. We'll call you the cold gate or whatever. So like I beeline, like I'm like literally shaking like a huge pile of nerves. I beeline Mm -hmm. to the bar in the fucking airport. And for some reason I had like a couple hundred dollars on me. I don't know why I never had that much money on me in college. <clears throat> but I had like a couple hundred dollars on me. So I sat there. It was, was probably like, from the yeah. thing that you should have been in jail for to begin with. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, man, I was in college at this time. I was pretty straight. Um, but uh, yeah, so like they gave it to him. I got I got so fucking wasted at the um, bar. And then somehow, I don't even remember how, like I remember that I had to catch a flight. So like I go up and they're like, uh, I'm sorry, sir, we can't let you on. I was like, what? They're like, you're obviously intoxicated. They're like, we'll put you up in a hotel. You can, like, you know, fly out tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm getting on that fucking plane. <laughs> and they're like, sir, sir. And I just, like, start walking. And then, like, I feel somebody, like, grab me from behind. And I turn around, like, and it's ready to throw a punch. And it's, like, a police officer. Oh like, shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, he, like, <laughs> this guy like tackles me in the middle of the airport, like puts handcuffs on me, he's leaving me out. I got like a New York Yankees hat on. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, the Cleveland Indians suck. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Which at the time they might have or might not have. Was this pre um nine eleven? Uh yes. Yeah, I mean, they were were, were good in 97 and 98. Yeah, I I don't know. But I was just like, the Cleveland Indians fucking suck. The town sucks. So anyway, I go. It smells like a fucking armpit. I go, like, somehow, like, while, like, the cop is like, oh, oh, I forgot about this part. Somehow, like, I get to, like, a pay phone and call, it's like before cell phones. Call my sister because she's already like I'm. It's like only like a forty-five minute flight. It's like a forty-five minute drive to the airport. So she's already like leaving for the airport. So somehow I managed to get to a payphone while the cops are chasing me. Call my sister, and she's like, all she heard was like, "Get your fucking hands off of me!" <laughs> <laughs> so I called my sister. I was like, "Don't go to the airport. I'm getting arrested." <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so I went to the airport and, uh, like, passed out immediately. I woke up. and I think I woke up a few hours later or something. And they're like, I was like, well, how do I get out of here? And they're like, well, you need, like, somebody. I had, like, a signature bond. What, you know, you guys know what that is. But whatever. It's like you just need somebody to go down and, like, actually sign their name that you'll show up to your court date or whatever. But I don't know anybody in fucking Cleveland who can do this. So, like, I'm, like, calling around, like, yeah, at this point, like, you, you definitely can't call the Indians organization. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, like, at this point, I, like, was calling around, like, bail bonds. And it was, like, one or two days, right, like, right before Thanksgiving, I think, or Christmas, like, one of those two hours. 
think it might have been Christmas, uh. actually. It was like one day before Christmas. So nobody's like wanting to fucking come out. And then I, uh, so like I'm finally, I'm sitting there, I'm like wondering how I'm going to get out or whatever. And now it's going to be like closed for, like courts closed for the holidays. So I might stay in there for like four days until I can go to court or whatever and get a bond. So Just anyway, for public I was, drunkenness? I got, yeah, like they, like unless you post a bond to say you're going to show up to court, like they're not going to let you go. Holy shit. So, but, like, it was a signature bond. That's the thing. If somebody, like, in the town knew me, like, they could have could have just signed. It wasn't like they were asking a lot of money. But, like, I couldn't go uh, to the courthouse to sign my own bond for me. So, like, finally. Absolutely, like, like, yeah. Like, I was in there. I don't remember how long I was in there. It was, like, five or six hours, maybe. I don't know. So, oh, and I just got this brand-new Discman that I, I'd, like, bought it for myself for Christmas, I think. Or maybe my sister bought it for me. I don't remember. I think I bought it for myself, for Christmas, this brand new discman that's going to be an important part of the story later. Uh, so finally, I get out of jail. Oh, no, no, no. So here's how I got out of jail. So like, okay. some guy comes up and he's like, Hey, he's like, you're James? I'm like, Yeah, I was like this older guy. And I was like, He's like, What do you do in New York? And I was like, oh, I'm a student. And uh, he's like, you going, are you going back to New York? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, when you get there, tell him somebody in Cleveland did something nice for you. This is like an off-duty oh. cop. Like somehow heard no about way. my story. Yeah. Heard about my story, like came down to the station, signed my bond to get me out, and then let me go. So then, like, I like am stuck, like, in downtown fucking Cleveland, like, by the jail, which is, like, nowhere near the fucking airport. And uh, uh, I have no cash on me. I've spent it all at the fucking bar. <laughs> the $200? And, yeah. <laughs> well, no wonder they wouldn't let you on the plane, you fucking maniac. <laughs> well, drink like fucking $15 a piece at the airport. Uh, oh, that is anyways, true. Even, ba- even back then. Even back then, yeah. yeah. So it's like I, uh, I got out, and I was, like, just in the middle of Cleveland. No idea where the fuck I was. No cash on me. And I see a cab driver sitting there. I was like, hey, man. I was like, give me a ride to the airport. I'll give you this fucking discman. He's like, oh, no, man. I can't take that. That's too much. I was like, please, just fucking, I just, just take me to the fucking airport. You can have it, whatever. I don't care. So he's like, all right, man. So like, he gets, I get in, give him the discman. He takes me to the airport. I get to the airport. and only are, you saying, the uh, are, you sa- are you saying that a blowjob was out of the question? <laughs> I was, I was the guy a discman, Jesus Christ! Blowjob takes fucking five minutes. A discman, a discman takes forty hours to earn. Um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> kind of job working. So I go to the airport and I'm like, "How much is a like pl- uh, the next?" It's obviously pre nine eleven because I was allowed to just buy a ticket right there and get on a plane. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I like, they're like, how much? I was like, how much are you taking? It's like, it's one hundred eighty nine dollars, and I just had that two hundred dollar voucher that they had just given me the day before for almost killing me. So I paid for it with that fucking voucher, and uh, <laughs> got home that day. Wow. Well, that's a hell of a story. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the the moral of that story is that the Cleveland moral? smells bad, but has good people. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, I can't thing. believe that. Yeah. That's a hell of a story. I mean, uh, uh, a friend of mine. Well, eh, never mind. Go ahead. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Go ahead with the next time you're arrested. Give us that one. Uh, I think you know this. Oh, you don't want to talk about it because it involves pedophilia? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, well, that one we're going to keep under wraps for a while. <laughs> James, you better get talking right now. <laughs> no, the only other time I was arrested was, like, so I, like, was living in Brooklyn, and I, like, I like just split up with uh, a girl I've been dating, so I was looking for a new place to live, and I was trying to be close to my daughter. So I found like this woman renting a room, uh, like two blocks away from my daughter. I'm like this is perfect. I can go walk her to school every morning. This is awesome. So like I ended up moving in, and this chick, fucking chick, turns out to be like the hugest fucking drug addict I have ever met in my life. Like, just a fucking huge piece of shit woman. Like, she seems so fucking nice, like an older lady. She's like, oh, like, so pleasant and everything. Mm-hmm. She, like, ended up stealing $200 cash from me and locking mm-hmm. me out of the apartment. You were in a George Thorogood song suddenly. Yeah. So, no, but, like, so, like, I lost the $200, and then I was like, kind of asking her about it because I thought I left it in my room in my wallet and my everything is just in my wallet everything and then there was like uh-huh. like where I lived there was this coffee shop that made like the best fucking espresso like this little Italian coffee shop and they had like a fucking they took bats they had like a bookie in the bat and shit they had like a one of the poker machines that actually pays out real money like when you win yeah yeah um, just, a, just good old fashioned uh, uh, they go like mafia yeah 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 and so uh I was over there, and I went, like, I would go hang out there during the day or whatever, <clears throat> and read or whatever outside, and uh, so one day, she comes, I'm sitting there, and she's like, hey, can I get your keys? I left, I locked mine in the house or something. I didn't think anything about it, so I was like, all right, here. So I, I give her my keys, and then I go back, like, to, like, an hour or two later, and, like, all of my shit is, like, in bags in front of the apartment, and I'm like, what? Like, I just paid this bitch rent, like, one week ago. Okay. And I'm like, what? So I go out, I like calling her, texting her, not answering me anything. So like, I just go upstairs and I fucking kick in the door. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you like, you need to give me my money back or, you know, let me stay here another few weeks to find someplace else to live. Yeah. So like while I'm kicking the door down, she fucking calls the cops or whatever. And the cops come. And, like, they take me to jail for, like, uh, I don't even know what they call it. It was, like, some minor misdemeanor. For murder. Long story short, I got into that. But, are you neglecting to tell us that this started out as, like, a Harold and Maude type romance, or? No, it was not a Harold and Maude type romance, I promise. Okay, all right. Well, she sounds fucking awful. So, yeah, so essentially, awful. you just got the runaround and ended up. What did they charge you with? Like a, a, a assault? Or? They didn't charge me with anything because, like, she was the one pressing the charges. So you know, it was like mm-hmm. basically my word versus hers. And then she's like so fucked up; she never even showed up to court. So the case just got dismissed. Oh, that's that's good news. But how long were you in jail that time? It was, like, it was like a couple someone, hours. Like, 
wouldn't no one even have to build someone like wouldn't it be funny if that ended with uh, you were in you were in jail for like four or five hours and this guy comes up and he goes, "Hey, I'm just a police officer from Cleveland. Uh, I'm on vacation in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> I just want you to I just want you to be able to say that uh, you know." Off-duty police officers from Cleveland aren't assholes, <laughs> and that's all they do. Like, like Cleveland, like, like seventy percent of police officers aren't actually on the beat; they're just traveling around the country, uh, springing people from jail <laughs> for some odd reason. <laughs> well. That's beautiful. And how about you, Barb? What was your what was the the, the worst extent that you've ever had with a uh, law enforcement? Uh, well, when I went to jail. Um, ah, so you did. Ah, uh-huh. I, I knew she was silent for too long. <laughs> I had stabbed a man. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never went to jail. <laughs> um, oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know that I've ever gotten really in trouble for anything because I'm a big, huge nerd. Um, and it's also, it's also very hard to find arsenic in a person's bloodstream. That's how exactly. women have got for ages. That's how I do things. James, would you like something to drink? <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? It tastes like, uh, oh, it's just a little elderberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've got uh, nothing to add because uh, um, I'm boring. Sorry. Maybe I'll do something yeah. this weekend. What should I do to get arrested? Jeez, <laughs> oh, let's think about this one. <laughs> yeah. I've got a I mean, it's got to be good, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. It could involve Maybe Mount I could pants a cop. Pants a cop? Yeah. Give yeah, him a Melvin, maybe. That would do it. <laughs> yes, that would probably end in your death. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to not, come up not, with a good. Not a great idea. This is, yeah, this isn't like yeah. I'm gonna scrap that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I could. That, that's such just a such a bizarre thought. I can't a cop. That's the first thing I thought. Think about it. Um, what do you? What is? What is it called? Those things that they've got? Uh, their their uh, billy club, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you try to pants a cop. The billy club will bring it right back up. I think that's probably why they have them. Yeah, that's what they're for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can you sure. In the 1920s, they're like, the reason we have the billy gloves is in case one of these miscreants <laughs> tries to pants us. These juveniles are always <laughs> trying to get my pants off. <laughs> it's be- if you think about it, it's better than suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> suspenders are so dorky. <laughs> they don't even work in 1920, even though everyone's wearing them. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how they started. Uh, it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they should be called Pansy Clubs. Yeah, I got you. Deep pants and clubs. Oh, my God. And then it would be like, uh, and then you flash forward to like, you know, 2020 or in Mount Rushmore when the riots are erupt or whatever. And, and, and Keenan is like, the police have hit several peaceful protesters with deep pants and clubs. <laughs> Legislation against the panting clubs. Oh my goodness, you crazy. Another news story. <laughs> well, it was a news story, and then it was a question. That's right. I mean, how much time do we have left? Uh, we have 24 minutes left. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, I think we left it on a high note, but. <clears throat> and we can sign off. Oh now. yeah, you guys. Are we are we still called? Uh, is our podcast still featuring Thomas Paine? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you guys forgot. Thomas Paine showed up. Because <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, we were originally going to call our podcast. Uh, uh, what was it going to be? Common sense. Common sense. You know, yeah. and we said, well, you know, maybe we get Thomas Paine in here. And uh, <laughs> and then it turns out there was, what, like 15 different podcasts that were called Common Sense. And so we can't do that. And so we said, well, maybe, you know, we'd call ourselves the, uh, what, the Bathhouse Boys? <laughs> we call ourselves. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> I like that even better, I think. But, uh, but, you know, we would say maybe Thomas Paine will be here, you know, because we do proliferate common sense. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> it turns out Thomas Paine died June 8th, 1809. So he's not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had hoped. I'm really I'd disappointed, like, guys. And... <clears throat> You guys are the ones you know, to maybe, remember it. Maybe next week he'll call in. But as as far as I know, right this week he's dead. 
I mean, if anything's dead, he can't be too busy. Like, he could call in. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, he's got shitload of common sense, and that's what we're speaking here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should be called, shitload of common sense. <laughs> Shit done. Uh, we could call ourselves um, a compassionate, uh, a compassionate police officer from Cleveland. (laughs) 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 Who knows? He's probably a pull off. I really would have spent like Thanksgiving. What? If it wasn't for that no, cop, no, I would have spent, like, Thanksgiving in jail. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why we should call the podcast Compassionate Police Officer from Cleveland. Because otherwise, who knows? <laughs> you might have been. This is, we're talking about, like, 20-something years ago. You might have been in jail. You might have been anally raped, gotten AIDS, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you never yeah. would. <laughs> he really you made this podcast possible. Yes, yeah. he really did. If you think about it, and I guess your mom too, but but I this mean, compassionate yeah. police officer from Cleveland made everything that we're doing tonight achievable. I wonder what he's doing right now. We should call him and invite him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember his name? Officer Warshawski. <laughs> For his officer <All> Krupke? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're not calling him. Wait, who should we calling? Oh my God! Thomas the officer uh, who busted you out started, of jail. Oh, he yeah. started the slip already. Lost his number. His dementia has kicked in. I feel that we really? need to work you on the be best I, I I feel that we need to work on the denouement of our show. <laughs> How do we do such a thing? It really seems the it always seems to fall apart a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe into, that's our thing. It's our theme. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh. James, you there? I'm here. Are you how you feeling, Bye. buddy? <laughs> doing pretty good, doing good, buddy, doing good. So, you know, here, just trying to figure out something to talk about. It's like so weird all fucking day that I will sit in the house like so fucking high and just like talk shit all day to Barbara. All day. <laughs> Like come up with like the weirdest fucking strangest off the wall shit, and then I put a microphone in front of me, and I'm like fucking Edward Wimbley. Well, I tell you what, I think that you're a font of uh, of uh, knowledge and information with your stories about um, getting arrested. <laughs> <clears throat> And uh, I think this has been a fantastic show. And it's been educational, too. Oh, it has been. Yeah. 
we learn lots of things. It's this is terrible. What, what, shouldn't we be off the air by now? I feel, um, I feel, no. It's like when a popcorn bag gets slower and slower with the pop, you know, to take it out. No, I just, I keep this four more minutes, and so now I'm like, what the fuck? I'm at a, yeah, I'm I, at I think, a, a buck ten. If, if we were supposed to keep going, I would have kept going, but I thought we were winding down, but apparently not because James can't fucking keep track of time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I can add like 30 minutes to the show if you guys aren't done yet. Do you guys want to go on? No, we Exactly not what he's saying. I couldn't be more done. I'm happy with the show. I think it was fantastic. <laughs> A couple slow spots. But then we made up for it in the long run. But at this point, I mean, we're going out. We're going out. It's literally like putting out a cigarette in, um, like, a wet cement. <laughs> you know? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Thank you, America. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Good night, everybody. Love you. Hey, hey, guys, just call me back after this. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, we're all in an episode? All right, whatever, you losers. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Bye.